Hey there, ladies and gents, Anthony Taylor here with the Strategy and Leadership Podcast put on by SME Strategy. I just wanted to thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, as you might know, the Strategy and Leadership Podcast is really interviewing uh, managers and leaders from around the world to really get a better understanding of, of what it's like to manage people and manage strategy and get things done. In a, in a fast-paced, moving world, um, it's important to take the little bits that you can glean from other professionals and then see how you can bring that into your own uh, career and work life. And today I get to share with Shane Wright, who's the Director of Operations for Paladin Security, which is one of the BC's best managed companies over in Vancouver Island. So in this podcast, we get to learn a bit of Shane's experience working uh, within Paladin and moving up over the past, you know, six, seven years, he's changed positions four times. And it really speaks to their culture uh, of promoting from within. And in a time where getting high quality talent um, to stick around, uh, Paladin does it really, really well of building an exceptional culture and which shows in the way that they grow, uh, the way that they retain talent and through their uh, development program, which you'll hear more about. So you definitely uh, learn a lot about the sort of process that Paladin uses. There'll be a lot of references to Paladin there. So, um, but what I would encourage you to think of is how can you apply Shane's best practices and how can you apply their best practices into your own organization, whether you're small, medium, or large, or even a nonprofit, because there's a lot of, uh, tools and methodologies that are transferable. So I just want you to uh, take a look for that within your own self and see what opportunities exist. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and uh, please be sure to subscribe uh, for more episodes. I'll talk to you guys soon. So Anthony Taylor here of SME Strategy and I'm joined with by Shane Wright, uh, the Director of Operations of Paladin Security Group uh, located in Vancouver Island. Shane, how's it going today? going great. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me today. Excellent. It's my pleasure. I'm so glad we, we get to chat. I mean, Paladin is, uh, I'll let you tell the story, but uh, I've actually seen Paladin around for many, many years and got to tour around the building. And I'm excited to to hear about what you're working on um, over there in, in Vancouver Island. So why don't you, uh, you know, tell the managers uh, and leaders on our podcast a bit more about you, what you work on and uh, yeah, your, your Paladin journey. Uh, my Paladin journey started in started in 2010 uh, it probably wasn't the best point in time to enter the workforce right after the Olympics and the economy was pretty slow I I kind of <clears throat> I looked out at uh, you know what was out there in the workforce and coming out of university and um, had a chance to go to law school and thought I better get some real world uh, experience and uh, Decided to look at Paladin Security, top 50 fastest growing companies. Um, not quite, we didn't get a best managed uh, model uh, at that point in time, but top 50 fastest growing companies and thought, uh, looked, looked into their website and it basically talked about the culture and value. And one of the biggest things that stuck out as you know, an aspiring professional coming out of university was the fact that growth from within was such a big mantra for the company. Um, it was it was the chant coming from the company, and I thought, hey, if you're a hardworking individual, a smart individual, um, this is a company that can recognize that, and you can probably grow through the ranks pretty quickly. I think um, 
I think coming out of university, you always think, hey, what am I meant to do and where do I want to head with, uh, lead my life and where's it taking me? Uh, why did I go to school for all this time? And I think that's a big question for a lot of young professionals. Um, I didn't know where I wanted to go, but I knew um, if I got in with a company like this, I could have a future with it. And uh, it, I'm trying to find the right words for it, but um, my family, my parents, they thought I was crazy. You know, you go to, you go to Simon Fraser University, you do two different degrees, uh, you get into a law school and you decide you want to go work for a security company. And you know, my dad would say, or my mom would say, uh, you know, you could have gone and worked um, in security all along if that's what you wanted to do. And I said, no, 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 there's something special about this company. And I kind of read about Ashley Cooper and some of the things that he had said in the, in the uh, business community and papers and uh, calls like this that he had participated in. And uh, again, went, went all in. Um, very quickly, I found out that Paladin was the organization that they were advertising. Um, they provided the exceptional training. Uh, took a little bit of, it took me about three months to get into a security program within the healthcare, um, healthcare security programs that Paladin runs. We're the biggest healthcare security provider across Canada. Um, and when I got into that position, I really found a passion for it. Um, not only was it customer service, but it was protecting people, and it kind of made use of what I did in university, which was a, a, a criminology degree. Um, and and I think, you know, at that point in my career, um, I hope I'm heading in the right direction for you here, but uh, at that point in my career, it was really about putting your head down and working hard and trying to get recognized um, as, a, as a security officer. Um, and trying to make the life of my supervisors and my site manager or client service manager within our organization um, make their life easier and, and be the go-to person. And, and that really led, uh, led, to the, um, led to my development and entry into the management level, and things really took off from there. That's awesome. Well, I definitely got a sense of you know your path, and, and certainly a few things that that I, I want to learn more about, and I'm sure our listeners will want to learn more about um, because in our sessions we work with companies, and they go from that you know how do we go from not best managed or even having a bad culture to to developing it to have a really strong culture, um, and then I think you know I'd love to learn more about the examples of how your experience really shaped your career because it sounds like to me. Um, because they exemplified that culture and they basically showed, hey, if you move up or you have the opportunity to move up if you work hard. And because of that, you know, you that work ethic, that buy-in, that, um, you know, alignment with where the company was going, you're like, cool, let, let's do it. Did I, does that sound about right? Yeah, I think um, just speaking to people within our organization and, and the countless examples of, um, of growth from within and, and promotion from within the company. Um, first of all, you have to have an exciting company who's incorporating technology and actually growing and, and taking on, um, for lack of a better word, the, the coolest clients. Um, uh, not only do we have you know the biggest presence in healthcare security across Canada, which is pretty a multifaceted profession. Um, it's not your basic run-of-the-mill security. Um, we do security at uh, places like Electronic Arts Campus. Um, we do Douglas College, um, 
there, there's uh, BCIT, the largest secondary, uh, post-secondary institution in British Columbia. There's just so much breadth and variety of work that that was, that was really exciting. And then to get into an organization that's growing uh, with op- new opportunities all the time, um, it was definitely the right direction to head. And I think um, there's so many other things that you can do within an organization. I mean, you can always talk about policies and procedures and, you, and your principles or values, but um, it, it really comes down to real life examples. And I think um, for me, that was kind of meeting within our, our company, uh, a field manager position. Um, it's, it's who's responsible for the after hours operations of our security company. Um, they have basically the same ability to make the call as any of our senior managers after hours. And most security does happen after hours, after regular business hours, when most businesses go home and go home to enjoy dinner and spend time with their family and loved ones. Security really gets going. We're protecting your business overnight and um, making sure that you can get some rest and come back the next day to, to everything in, in good working order. Um, for, for me, speaking to that field manager and noticing and, and having that real life example of somebody who was in my position wearing a uniform only six months or a year ago, um, now wearing a suit, um, coming around and auditing the sites, asking our employees if they're engaged and how they're doing. Um, are, are, they, are they working in the site that they're, are they engaged by their work environment? Are they in the right placement? Are they interested in trying out a different security program? Um, do they have all the uniforms they need? Um, that role was uh, not only interesting to me, but it kind of, again, was a real-life example of, hey, this is somebody who's doing, you know, security guard work, doing patrols and, and more basic duties only six months ago. So I think providing real-life examples is is part of that and, and not just talking the talk, so to speak. Um, I also think that... Uh, Within our organization, another really cool thing that we do is uh, the junior management training program. So we take our our brightest and most engaged or switched on um, young security professionals from, again, a variety of sites. It could be healthcare, commercial, it could be educational institutions, um, all across the country. And we invite them back to our corporate office in Burnaby, the same Burnaby office that you're able to tour. and, and we put these, our brightest people in a room together from, again, all the provinces across Canada. We now have 25 branches across Canada and nearly 10,000 employees. Um, we get them in a room and we have some of our executive team um, present in, in, their, in their specific areas of, of where, where they have their most specialized training. Um, that, to me, getting to that stage um, after having been a field manager myself, was really influential to see, um, again, uh, to learn about the best practices, but to have it taught by some of the leaders and executives within our company was was uh, another meaningful um, stepping stone and in my decision to grow within Paladin. That's awesome. Yeah. And I could definitely see how that transfers. I mean, obviously in a time where talent is at a premium and, you know, hiring is just expensive. So when some companies, you know, they might look at, building culture and doing that kind of stuff as a cost, it sounds like there was a very real benefit. Um, you know, you've been with the company for a few years, like many years now, like six, seven years. So, um, you know, and that, that, that sticking cost, the hiring cost, the training cost, and the fact that you can keep good people uh, sounds like a really good, uh, obviously a positive upside. I think, you know, to 
when I looking back at it, um, I'm still connect with those people from the different provinces and the different security programs across across the country with Paladin. They become lifelong friends, and and that also kind of ties you into the company, having that personal connection. Um, not only can you draw upon uh, their experience working in in different settings, but you can borrow um, policies and procedures from a site. You can save a lot of time. It's efficient, but you also have the human connections there. And I think um, it's uh, wonderful to see um, a lot of those people are still with Paladin, like myself, and uh, and then also some of those people end up becoming clients, and you're going to have that lifelong relationship um, from that junior management training program. Um, from that summit, and uh, and obviously there's a lot of fun that happens at those summits as well. Um, some big team building dinners uh, and some some other extracurricular events that go along with that. <laughs> I do love extracurricular events. Um, yes. So cool. So I mean, maybe we'll switch gears a little bit, and, and I'm sure there'll be overlap here. But like in your role as operations manager, um, and like how. Uh, or director of operations, I should say, because you were operations manager before, and now you moved to yep. director of operations. Um, you know, what are some of your personal best practices for leading strategy, and you know, taking the company's direction, and then you know, sharing that with your team and, and getting them on board? What sort of the, some of the things that you do? Yeah, I think you can go in so many different directions with this topic, but um, I think it's important to kind of start with how Pal- how Paladin's kind of set up the. Is that we have um, a dedicated team of uh, corporate, a corporate management team, I should say, known as the National um, National Quality Support and Standards uh, Department, and um, they that can be anything from occupational health and safety, um, corporate scheduling, corporate employee care coordinator, and human resources. Uh, there's a few other different um, specialties within that department, um, but and we have these overarching policies that are you know are a national company for our 25 branches. However, uh, we do get to run each business unit as if you were um, as if you were your own CEO in some ways, and uh, and I've heard our our CEO uh, mention it that way before, refer to it that way before, I should say, and uh, so. As far as putting strategy into place, a lot of that will will have a national policy. But as far as how we implement that here at a branch level, um, I really get uh, a lot of say and a lot of. Um, it, it's nice for me in this position because you feel empowered, and uh, and it's important when you do have branches, uh, different different size branches across the country. Um, they're going to have to implement the policy and procedure in a different way. So I think you need to be working for an organization that has flexibility. Yes, they have some corporate structure and national structure, but they have flexibility that, you know, pays respect to the fact that each individual branch is a little bit different. And so for me here uh, with a smaller team of um, management security professionals, um, I have three security programs managers working for me out of the Victoria office and and, uh, in our guard services division. And uh, it really all starts with kind of um, taking those corporate initiatives and policies and then having uh, really uh, breaking it down into a, a weekly or, or monthly operations meeting. Um, but yeah, I could go on further about the specifics. Um. No, I, absolutely. No, I think with, you know, it's just staying as high level as, as possible because I mean, uh, we have 
leaders and managers from all over the world. Um, and obviously, you know, Paladin being 10,000 plus employees, you got somebody with like a 50 person company um, and they're all doing different things. But I think the one thing that sticks out for me was the fact that you are empowered to yeah. run, make your decisions, take your own. And, and, you know, like everybody's situation is different. So like, while yes, Paladin has their like high level corporate strategy across Canada, you know, you have to give the managers that you've entrusted with, you know, responsibility and title, the, the, the flexibility and the, and the confidence of course. to move yeah. forward and, and get their move their things along um, as they see fit. So do you have another yeah. sort of, uh, you know, thing that works for you or maybe that works for Paladin as far as like, you know, how do you tie those corporate objectives um, and, and lead them downwards or, you know, alternatively, how do those objectives from what you're working on, how do you send that back up to corporate um, and, and share with them? Yeah, I think, um, I think, I think it's important to, uh, Alan, we've always experimented with different ways of um, ensuring that communications are consistent across the branches and that information's readily accessible, um, whether that's through our corporate support um, or if that's a, a central database and, um, you know, a management portal uh, through our through our employee um, through our internet, and uh, basically um, having all that stuff available, so you can really draw upon what you need in a given instance, or or depending on the um, size of your branch and and where you are in, in the development of your branch, you can uh, again go to the central location to pull that information and get the support you need. I think that's really important. Um, as far as, you know, I think you kind of just touched on that with your last question, um, having that support and then being able to empower people to make decisions. I think what's really crucial is having the unwavering support of, of, of whoever you report into, whatever senior manager that is or executive, um, having the support from them and knowing that you can make mistakes, um, having uh, made mistakes myself, knowing that you're going to, um, you're not going to uh, be punished, um, really, uh, it's all about the learning experience. And, and really, that's, that, I would say, I don't I think that's written down anywhere within our, um, within our employee manual. Uh, we're always striving for excellence. But as far as how we manage person to person, um, that is conveyed at all levels and, and people will grow and become better professionals by making mistakes. And, uh, and the nice thing about it is when you have a, a corporation um, that is resilient enough to roll with those mistakes and, and grow from them. So I think, again, uh, that's, that's two of the things that really make our company so great, uh, the resilience and then also of, of the organization itself, but also the people within it and, and the support that you get. Absolutely. And so I, I, mean, I think that ties into, I mean, the thing that stuck out was the, the communication. I mean, whether that commu communication in different ways, you know, whether it's person to person with your manager or just having the access to information so that you can feel yeah. confident in your decision making. And again, I, I say you as in the universal, you, all the staff and everybody knows what yeah. they should be doing and they don't worry about what's going to happen, obviously striving for excellence, but you'd rather make a decision than just like second guess yourself or worry about doing something wrong and then not do something at a critical time. 
That's right. And I think, you know, um, having gone to junior management training program, we also offer an enhanced management training program. Um, yes, there's a lot of culture that goes on, but there is a lot of uh, different different security topics and business management topics and best practices. Um, we have all that to rely on. So there's no reason we shouldn't be confident to make our decisions, but also having that extra layer of support that knowing that, you know, don't, don't fear um, going with your gut and making the right decision at that given time and place, um, you'll also have the support of your managers. And um, that's important. I think for me now, uh, I kind of mentioned uh, at the beginning being a security officer and meeting a field manager and wanting to become a field manager and how they're a real-life example. Um, Having been a field manager, then getting promoted to operations manager and and down the road another couple years later, director of operations, I think... Um, I know how much that meant to me in those positions, and now with my team of security man- uh, security programs managers, um, I definitely uh, do the same thing, and I hope that I give them enough uh, leeway and um, and freedom to make their decisions. And a lot of these people I've kind of groomed over the years, just like myself, uh, putting them in different supervisor positions within different types of security programs and, and, and levels of responsibility. Um, I've, I've helped these people grow and I've given them the training and, uh, and experience. Now it's really um, letting them run with that. And, and I'm here uh, not only to help them in the tough times um, when they make a mistake, but I'm also here when, when times get tough and they need me to jump in on a meeting and, uh, and kind of bring some of my experience and, and come up with solutions um, based on that experience. It's kind of, again, it is uh, the, it's it's neat how you can kind of grow within an organization, and and again, my my function before was being supported. I was being supported by my senior manager, and now I'm basically doing the same for my people, um, giving them that freedom and giving them that support. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like for your specific business, you know, you're in the security business, but you know, if you're you're listing that, you know, whatever the if you're in insurance or banking or hospitality or transportation, you know, the same titles apply and the same, you know, leveling up applies. Um, and, you know, I think just all of us as managers, you know, even me as a manager and as a leader, you know, we're just learning as we go. And there'll always be a day where you take something and you're like, whoa, but you really take something from it. You learn from it and then you build and grow from it. And, and I'm sure that... Yeah you know, the, the management training programs at both levels, plus just all of your experience has just groomed you to where you are now. And I think like everybody, we have got a long way to go um, in our professional development. So a lot of opportunities there. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anyways, so I got a few more questions for you here. Um, but in your role, I mean, what would you say to develop culture? And, and I think really a great, got a great opportunity here. Going from a company that wasn't recognized as best managed to being recognized as best managed, what were some of the changes that had to happen to, to, to make that a reality? I think um, I think it, it's, it's interesting. We're also fighting against uh, kind of, a, I would say, a stereotype sometimes in different types of industries and security industries. I think a lot of people have, may have a, a lack of understanding of how complex it is and you know some people will default to thinking about the security guard sitting outside of a construction site um, more often than not um, paladin will we're not providing security to construction sites um, 
we're providing a high-end, high-profile type of security that you might see in a in a shopping center um, or or in a healthcare institution. There's only two of a few examples. Um, we also incorporate a tremendous amount of investment in technology. Um, we have two. Uh, we're the currently the only company with two ULC rated uh, operations centers in British Columbia. And uh, for people that don't know what that means, um, that means we can uh, monitor all sorts of alarms and security systems and cameras. We can dial into people's sites. We can provide work alone safety solutions. We can provide support to our network of of security guards out there working in different types of security programs. Um, It's also your traditional call center where clients call for after hours support. Um, really, I think, um, again, when you, when you bring the technology side into security and you kind of talk about that, I think it becomes, um, it opens up, uh, it, it changes the game, so to speak. And I think one thing that uh, on my side of the company and where I started from was the guard services side. Um, but th- there really are two fundamental parts to Paladin and the other side of our company, Paladin Security Systems, is all about the technology. Um, access control systems and CCTV camera systems are only uh, the most basic form of that type of uh, security. But um, really, I think uh, that that gave us some growth. Uh, and also, the um, I would say within the business community, people people find it shocking to know, oh, you do that as well. And I think um, where we've where we've gone as a company uh, since the 90s, really. So um, over the past 25 years, uh, increasingly, um, we're we're a full service company. We're the largest full service security company in Western Canada, um, and and now we're just uh, with two more acquisitions in the Paladin Security Systems side of our business. Um, we are the largest complex security integrator in Canada. Um, so do you, so I'll just jump in. Do you find that like all of that stuff and I get that you guys like do a lot of stuff, like how did that, did that lead into the best manager? Like how does that affect your, your people on like a strategy side and a, and a people side? I think um, when we, when you become full service, um, you better do everything well. You can't do any, you can't uh, start offering new services that will take away from what you do well. I think you have to do them equally well. And so I think when when we really branched out in the history of the company, um, it, it really all became about best practices and, and making sure that our people have the best training and the best technology available. Um, that's really what our culture is about. Our mission statement is about providing our providing our clients with the finest security services in the industry. And and how do you do that? You do that through offering superior training, offering superior technology. And, and really providing the best people to our clients. Did you find that the mission statement, as, as a statement, you know, do you find it's like prevalent throughout the culture? Would you say that you know, that's like a rallying point um, for, for people? I would say um, it, it, to be meaningful, in my experience, it does have to be echoed throughout your organization. And so for us, that happens on day one with your company orientation. It happens, it happens later when you get introduced to your site. If you're a security officer at the site level, 
And, and really, we expect that site supervisor or field manager, or whoever it is, um, in a mid-level management position to, to echo those statements again. Um, and, and I think it, it is brought up um, all the time. I think if you look at some of the publications about our company, but if you, if you were able to look at some of the internal documents, um, we do echo, echo the mission statement quite frequently. Perfect. Um, cool. You think about it, those are the more routine ones. Of course, if you um, get invited to the junior management training program and enhanced management training program, um, then it, again, it's uh, it's definitely the the theme of that week-long get-together. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like, it, like you said, I guess the perfect word was echo, is that not only, you know, you should know it, everybody in the company knows it, and, you know, it's enforced not because it's like a mission statement, because sometimes you have mission statements and value statements that are like written on the wall, but you guys yeah. like really live it and make a point of living it. And yeah, uh, and I think, sorry, go ahead. I agree. I think um, I, I think Echo sounds sounds better than saying reiterated. Uh, we're not pounding it into people's heads. Um, it may not be uh, that exact same mission statement it's really uh it's a it's a living statement and and i think it really starts at the top level all of our um senior um executives group are and ownership group are working professionals within the company those are people making the decisions about where our company heads and i think that sets a great example for our senior management and our mid-level management um and and people are really uh living the dedication and taking great pride in providing the best services to our clients. And um, for us, I think another kind of a, a random fact, but something we love to say is when people ask for references, um, we say, yeah, here's, here's a couple dozen, which ones would you like? Um, and, and in healthcare, sometimes we'll say, for example, here's all of our healthcare clients, call whoever you would like. And I think that's living proof that our mission statement is actually effective throughout the organization. It's actually producing the results that we want. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I took from that was that, you know, it really, the, the cascading of it is that because obviously, you know, you're a 10,000 person organization, so there's got to be some communication and you guys put that at the heart of your strategy to not only like share the operations stuff, but then to share the, you know, the, the strategic stuff, the high level, you know, vision, mission, and then go that cascade from ownership to senior to mid-level to, to everybody. And then it sounds like, you know, to everybody on the ground. So they know why they're coming to work and, and why, why your job is important, why, you know, whatever you're showing up to work for is important. And I think that there's a lot think, that all organizations can take from that in, in, in replicating that. So, Of course. And I think um, you, you think of the psychology of leadership and, and I think, um, you know, you really do have to convey um, that mission statement in different ways. Um, certain people are going to learn it from being in a classroom setting. They're going to learn it during that orientation um, with that, maybe the pr person providing the orientation, they only see once um, at the very beginning of their employment. Um, but you also need to provide it in a written format once you get introduced to a different security program. And then in person, again, from, from somebody who's part of that security program, whether it's a security supervisor or your manager, um, later on when you go to your, uh, again, junior management training program or enhanced management training program, the same theme is being echoed by your executive leadership team. Um, and, and also by your your peers 
if you're attending that meeting from across the country. So I think, you know, it has to come in different forms and it has to come, like you said, in, in cascading in different layers. Absolutely. So um, before we wrap here, what are some of the risks to avoid in the planning process? And when you're like leading strategy, what, you know, what should managers not do or be aware of in the process? I think uh, it, I would be very cautious about um, when you get together with your group of people to, cons- yes, you want people laser focused at times, but to to be careful not to constrain their ideas when you're talking about strategy. If you've done things right and you've selected your team properly and these people that you've groomed into these roles and, and yes, they've had fair competitions and, and, and they've won their roles outright over the years, um, you've selected these people because they're a bright, young, intelligent group of people and hopefully they have better ideas than yourself or even at the corporate level. Hopefully they can poke holes in things and hopefully they can, um, again, uh, do what you're paying them to do, which is uh, give you creative ideas and, and, to, uh, and to hopefully make those corporate strategies and policies even better. Um, again, I could go full circle, but I think the key is, you know, having a corporate structure, but having it flexible enough to be applied differently at branch levels. Got that. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then, I mean, is there anything else? Let's say, um, you know, there's a CEO or a manager coming up to you. Their job is leading strategy, leading operations. You know, what's what else would you recommend to them to to be successful and to bring success to their strategic plan? I would say um, you definitely need to make um, you need to make meaningful connections in in your industry. Um, you need to balance, have those people, whether it's peers within your organization or in the industry, but you need to be able to balance those ideas off of people um, and kind of have those higher level discussions. Um, without that, uh, you know, you can kind of, I don't know how to, how to say that, but I would say, again, I would say it's important to find those people who are going to be a sounding board for you. And whether that's, again, peers within your, uh, or people within your organization or peers outside. Yeah, absolutely. That way you can, you know, learn from others and see what they're doing and share and get somebody to talk with you on, you know, how you're doing and give you a real, give you the real uh, guts about it. So they're not pumping your tires. So excellent. Um, Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Shane. It's really been a pleasure chatting with you. Um, Yeah. And uh, anything else you want to add? You want to get people to get a hold of you or anything else that you want to share out? Yeah, I would just say the easiest thing to do is um, probably to go to paladinsecurity.com and uh, and just check check out some of the diverse services. And obviously, I'm trying to glaze over these at a a high level. And and there's so much to to really talk about. the, the directions that the security industry taking is kind of really wild at this point in time. Um, we're talking about getting into robotics and and even uh, all, all drones and all sorts of layers of technology. If you're interested in that stuff and you're interested in kind of how how security applies to whatever you're doing out there, whatever type of organization you're leading or managing, um, check out the website and that's probably the easiest thing to do. And um, and you can always get in touch with any manager from any region of the country through that website. So 
Absolutely. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity. My pleasure. And I'll give one last plug for Paladin. Really, from a management and value standpoint, is that really they do a lot of things. And I think that they're a really great benchmark, not only in the security industry, but in, in all businesses. So um, if you do check out that Paladin website, then do check out some of the stuff they're doing because how they uh, explain their culture and explain their work life is, you know, what attracted Shane in the first place and, and got him to where he is now. And, and I think there's a lot of great uh, best practices there. So thanks so much, Shane. It was a pleasure and we'll catch you all later.